Hello, I'm talking a little bit, and this is about my talking uh, temperature. Josh Larson, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Nice to meet y'all. We're going to be talking Shopify and Shopify's new framework, Hydrogen. This will be really exciting because we have talked about so many frameworks on this show. And this is one that is being put forward by a very well-known, very established company with a lot of cred. And it's similar to some that we've talked about and probably different in its own unique ways. But before we get into the framework, we love to know a little bit about yourself, how you got into coding, how you got into Shopify and this framework and all that. I live in Iowa and I grew up out in the country and got into computers around the MySpace era, right? Uh, which I think a lot of us have and <laughs> started thinking around with HTML and CSS with limited knowledge. I ended up going to, to school for journalism and, and nothing related to computer science, but then in school met some really cool people and took a really cool student job that let me learn more about web development um, and PHP specifically. And after school, got a job at a in marketing roles and at an ad agency working in primarily WordPress development. So a lot of fun PHP stuff and, and that's a huge like world out there that we don't we don't think about a lot as JavaScript developers typically. But yeah, that was a really good experience. I learned about started learning about JavaScript. I had been more of like a HTML, CSS, PHP person before that. I think Vue.js was my first introduction into the more modern JavaScript framework landscape. I went to Vox Media where I focused on, on the revenue engineering side. So putting ads onto websites that we all adore. Um, <laughs> I had some really interesting challenges there. Uh, started diving into to react about the time that hooks was introduced. And that was a kind of a game changer for me. And a year and a half ago, I started experimenting with building a framework that would run on Cloudflare workers, because I thought, gosh, it would be cool if you could server side render uh, or really edge render a react framework on Cloudflare workers without needing an origin server. From that, it was like a week long experiment. Flare React was born, which is one of my open source projects. And I think from that exposure, I, I got to meet a lot of cool people. And one of the benefits there was that I got uh, recruited and, and joined Shopify. Uh, a few months into Shopify, we started working on this project called Hydrogen, which is kind of similarly built uh, a way to build custom storefronts for merchants, right? Who want to build custom storefronts. And it happens to be built in a similar way to Flare React that it's built for V8 runtimes or worker runtimes. That's kind of like a very short Cliff Notes version of my entire life as it relates to tech. <laughs> it's really cool that you did Flare React, actually, because that is a framework that I've heard of and had been wanting to check out. If you could talk just a little bit more about what is that and what are the challenges that comes with just like running React on Cloudflare workers just by itself, like what necessitates a framework to do that? Flare React was an experiment to see, can I run a Next.js-like framework on the edge in Cloudflare workers? The impetus was like, learn how Next.js works and how can I copy Next.js? And that was super, super interesting for me. The biggest challenge, like you mentioned, is getting JavaScript to run in a worker's runtime. So like a V8 worker's runtime, it's much more similar to running JavaScript in your browser than it is running in Node.js. For years, like Next.js had been built primarily as the Node.js framework. And so you have references to Node built-ins like the FS module that are not present on 
a worker's runtime. So really in, in a worker's runtime, you can't require anything. That made Next pretty incompatible with workers at the time. I don't know. There are other challenges too. Like how do you do data storage? How do you interop with really popular third-party frameworks? Like if I pull in styled components, how do I make that work in a framework really nicely? And they all have their unique challenges that we don't really have answers still yet for a lot of like third-party ecosystem compatibility between node runtimes and browser-like runtimes, which are like worker runtimes. So I think that's an area that we'll see the ecosystem explore further and maybe align on a compatibility mechanism. Like, hey, this works in both these types of things. But I think most developers also aren't thinking about that a whole lot. <laughs> they think about their thing and then not all the other instances where it can run. We'll drop links to some Flare React stuff in the show notes, but you're here to talk about hydrogen. So why don't you give us a definition of what is hydrogen and why was it created? There's this thing called headless commerce. It's the hotness right now. Uh, everyone wants to do headless and every company wants to do their version of headless. And up until this point, Shopify has been kind of like, okay, we have an API you can use it. Uh, good luck. And I think last year, we really took a hard look at that stance and our approach and did some explorations and found like it's not super easy for developers to do quote unquote headless with the tools that we've given them. We can dive into those issues as much as we want, but out of that exploration came hydrogen and then oxygen, which we can also touch on. But hydrogen is a, an opinionated React framework that lets you build custom storefronts really easily. It uses React. It's built with modern kind of future-facing things like server components and streaming server-side rendering that we believe is the answer to building dynamic custom storefronts in 2022, right? We've spent the last year building out Hydrogen and we've opened it up to developer preview, I think in November. And so we're getting a lot of feedback. People are breaking things and finding out like what works and what doesn't work and what things we need to correct. But our goal is like this year to get it into a stable version and have folks really building production storefronts on it. This is an area that I'm actually super interested in. Sometimes the users don't know, but obviously I run my own company, but then sometimes I do side work. And one of the biggest side work projects I've worked on and maintained is actually a Shopify store. So it's e-commerce. I've maintained it now for about three years. It's always been on Shopify and it's always been headless. So obviously when you say, you know, we looked at this ourselves and noticed that it wasn't a good experience. Well, I felt this pain and I've really felt this pain. And it's not always been Shopify that I think the problem has been. I think Gatsby was also the problem at some times. But the biggest thing about it is that to the whole crux of why am I bringing this up? When I first looked at this three years ago, Gatsby 2 was the hot thing. And, you know, Shopify, you could run Shopify in headless and people had simple tutorials explaining how to do it. This client came to me and was like, you know, I want a better storefront. You know, they tested their MVP and they tested that this store could work. So they wanted to go bigger. So I was like, oh, I'm big into Gatsby right now. I know Shopify. I will just merge this all into a headless Shopify store. The biggest thing about it that I think is really important to mention is that I think I did not use use Shopify right and by so started building this like ugly like beast that while works really well to the end customers to Shopify or or the other companies that all of their products have been amalgamated together it's really ugly and there's like a lot of hacks in there but to the end user experience it's one of the best stores that this company has ever came across if that makes sense because you've got Shopify as the headless payments shopping system then you got 
contentful on top of that that has a second layer of like all the extra product descriptions and custom tables and review stuff and then you've got Algolia handling like a massive filtered search system with custom variables you had Gatsby 2 holding it all together it was just this like massive conglomerate of multiple products that it's the jam way of like don't build it yourself just use APIs and to the end goal it worked really really well And this is the caveat here. As the website got bigger and bigger, more products were added, more photos were added. Gatsby 2 was slowing down and it was breaking and it weren't a good experience up till about six months ago. This is where it gets interesting, where there was like, it's not good enough anymore. I'm spending more time just trying to work out why it's not working as in building. So I go, I'm throwing in the towel. I'm going to rebuild all of the custom logic on Next.js. Because it's enterprise, you know, Disney Plus used Next.js. I've used Next.js. I know what I'm doing. Next.js has its own Khmer's starter that they call. How hard could it be? So you start down the path again. And that path still took me about a month just to rewrite all the underlying logic of connecting these three products together instead of having a massive build step. Now it's incrementally generated and still really, really good end user experience. But... The developer experience, oh my God, is it nuance. And I think nuance is the word. And as you were saying, when you spent time reviewing the headless system, you start seeing these flaws a lot bigger and brighter. And it's, you make do because your customers use Shopify. You're not going to be like, well, I think you should chuck everything out the window and start again on an alternative platform, as many are. While I was actually building this, Hydrogen got launched. It got into its developer route. And I was like, oh, have I made the wrong decision? I waited like months to rebuild this, like months and months. And then just as I start rebuilding it, this is when Gatsby 4 is out. So I've completely ditched Gatsby and went to next. And this is like, oh, have I made the wrong decision? But in hindsight, it's still the right decision. Not because Shopify can't bring out something better, but it's working to the customer's needs. And that's what I'm really trying to get down. It's like the developer experience is ugly, but to the customer's need and the end customers, it works great. And that's my whole massive story of why this is a really infuriating area. And I can't wait to see what Hydrogen does to improve that. Thank you for sharing that. That's super good to hear about your experience. And I'm sorry, it's not been great. Like you said, that's what we kind of discovered is the storefront API with Jamstack. You think about static, right? Lean into static as much as possible. But we found, well, then you get rate limited when you need to build out hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands of products. Like, how do you do that? You want to have a good storefront for customers and customers don't care about what tech you're using as long as they can order their thing. But Shopify wants to make commerce great for merchants. We're not in the business of building frameworks, general purpose frameworks or anything, but we found that like we weren't necessarily doing a good job of that because of all that build time, like you mentioned. So I'm also very interested to see like, is hydrogen going to work for folks? I think obviously I I hope it does. I think you touched on really important things too, like custom storefronts require a lot of other pieces than just loading up a product and being able to add it to cart because people like to post content in other places like Contentful or Sanity and you have loads of other third-party integrations that you might need to use. And that's just the reality. And so we want to make it as easy as possible to live in that world, right? And I think it benefits Shopify to do as much as we can to make it easier for developers to to get going on that path. Yeah, I think it's actually really interesting that as we talk about this, the headless option to Shopify was not its first option. When we talk about all the competitors, 
it is their ISP. It's their thing they built first, the headless commerce platform. There's tons of them. But Shopify, you know, has been going for, what, 10 years, I think off the top of my head. And they've had PHP as the theme in system, I think it was, Liquid. Liquid, yep. Liquid. And all that stuff, and it's that thing of, it's not that Shopify doesn't care in my eyes, it's just that to move a gigantic beast like Shopify, like it is now, is going to take so much time and steps. And it's that thing of like, you forget how high risk it is if you mess it up. It's literally like, my favorite analogy of this all is shop pay. When I look at people like my partner, I look at it from a tech point and think, oh, a big corporation has put in app. Who's going to use that? And then, you know, my partner who, you know, buy more stuff than I do is like, shop pay is great. I can always just see it in and out. And you're like, aha, I'm not the typical audience for this one. But it's always really good to see. So I think my my first biggest question is, what is hydrogen compared to something like Gatsby and Next? As they're the other tools you would use to maybe build a custom storefront with Shopify. I mean, that's a great question to unpack. I think there are a lot of differences first in the intention of the frameworks and then also in the like the technical implementation. So first, the intention of hydrogen as a framework is very hyper opinionated to be a Shopify storefront web application, right? This is an area like we're still actively exploring and trying to figure out, okay, how can we make it even better, even better, even better, even more specific, but we want to make it as easy as possible to communicate with our storefront API and build dynamic customized, personalized experiences for shoppers, make it really easy for merchants and merchant developers to deploy to production, take it to production. That's like a whole thing we haven't even touched on yet. Like you don't have to be a a DevOps person anymore if you're hosting on Oxygen. The intention of that is to make it as easy as possible to get going and create a great development and production experience. I think under the hood, it's so interesting to watch the progress of these frameworks over the years. And forgive me if I get some of this wrong, because it's been a while since I played with Gatsby. I, I know Gatsby started out as like more of a static site generator with some really cool abstractions for loading data, right? You kind of build a GraphQL API within a GraphQL API and be able to pull in things. And then at build time, it sucks all those in and, and makes them static. And that's really cool. And then Next.js started out as a server rendered React framework. You had server rendered. And then a few years back, we saw them lean into static first and incremental static regeneration. And that new concept, which is a really smart move because then you're leaning into static, but you don't throw all the server rendered stuff out the window. I'm sure it cuts down on costs for hosting as well, serving a static file versus having to server render every single thing. I think when we look at hydrogen, we kind of take the stance that dynamic server rendered is the answer for commerce applications specifically. We find that larger merchants and the merchants we've talked to, again, don't just show a product and allow you to add it to a cart. They're adding a bunch of personalizations, A-B tests, customer information. You need to be able to make really cool advanced decisions about what products to show what users and drive them through a funnel and make it a really great experience. And we found that a static generated site makes that really difficult. Certainly you can layer on a bunch of stuff and maybe do some cool edge stuff. I know Gatsby is starting to lean back into dynamic server rendering, I think they've called it, which is it's so interesting to see like the circle come back to like server rendering again. But this is our stance. Dynamic is the way to go. And you can still do static things, right? Because maybe I have a marketing page that doesn't have any dynamic stuff on it. I can slap a 
cache control header and have it cached at the edge. And I don't need to spin up server cycles to render that. But at its core, we want to lean into server. And I think also that's where our decision to do streaming server-side rendering and React server components, even as an experimental project, came into play for this, for Hydrogen. What you're saying is, wow, you know, you can build with Next and you can build with Gatsby. What Hydrogen specifically is, is an opinionated React framework specifically for e-commerce and Shopify. If you tick them two boxes, then the opinions of Hydrogen will work well. And then it brings on to the next question, where do you host this? Because I guess you don't host it on Vercel and Netlify. Hosting is a big thing too. Like this is something because I've been heads down on hydrogen for how many ever months now. I haven't been thinking about hosting and, and the complexities involved with hosting, but we are building a thing called Oxygen at Shopify and Oxygen is our hosting platform for custom storefronts and hydrogen storefronts. We think it should be easy to go to production with a custom storefront. I mean, we touched on Liquid briefly as kind of the first thing Shopify offered, right? We've been hosting storefronts for a decade, plus they just happen to be Liquid storefronts. And we still are confident that most merchants are still going to use Liquid, right? It's a really cool, really easy way to just dive in, pick a theme, customize it. It's really, really powerful, but there are a certain type of merchant who want to take it a little bit further and go custom with hydrogen. Hydrogen plus oxygen is really cool. Oxygen, it's a, a V8 worker runtime, very similar to Cloudflare workers, and it allows you to execute JavaScript and get HTML back. But the real benefit is that we're running this in our data centers, co-located with our databases. So when you're querying data from your storefront, it's right there next to it. You don't have to hop through all these network loops and have delays. You're looking at like milliseconds for data queries. And Oxygen is still kind of in the works. It is still in the works, yeah. We don't have a hard release date yet for Hydrogen or for Oxygen for like a GA, but hopefully this year. We've quickly talked about, obviously, where you're going to host it and the framework. I think it's really great to talk about the specifics of how Shopify is innovating towards the Jamstack. Jamstack is a very generic term for JavaScript these days, but while you're doing work on the framework level, you've also hinted you're going to be potentially making the whole API experience better. Does this mean you're going to be building new React hook style API calls for Shopify? Because the reason I say that is because every time I've implemented Shopify, I've always used custom third party hooks or that I've built myself to manage the Shopify, you know, state like checkout URL take users to check out URL and all these other things. So is this something that you're looking at? Is it like a more unified React library that will then sit on top of Hydrogen to communicate more with Shopify? Yeah, that's absolutely our intention of Hydrogen. We've been kind of internally looking at Hydrogen as almost two distinct things. One is the framework, which we've spent time talking about up to this point. And then the other part is the set of components and hooks. Right now it's React components. That doesn't preclude us from introducing Vue, a Hydrogen Vue flavor someday in the future or Svelte. But that's exactly our intent, right? Is to make all these common use cases, Shopify specific use cases, really easy to pull in. You could pull in a Gatsby app. If you really, really like Gatsby, you can use that or Next.js or anything and pull in the, the components that make building storefronts really easy with the Hydrogen SDK or whatever we end up calling this thing. But yeah, that's definitely our intent. What we're trying to say here is that while hydrogen, oxygen, the components, all of these things, if you look at it, it's really a pie in thirds. What Shopify is doing here is not saying only we're a hosting company. You're not just saying 
we're a new Netlify for specifically for Shopify. You're not only saying, you know, we're the data carrier between our custom Shopfront API and making a payment. But you're also saying we're also a new framework. You've basically took the three aspects of very successful businesses at different sizes and saying for this specific use case of Shopify plus e-commerce, we're going to handle the whole stack of JavaScript from the front all the way to the back. Yeah, it's been important to like remember that too as we're building things out. So our Hydrogen team is always thinking about the APIs that we offer and and what we need to build in the framework and we need to add something or discuss something and it keeps coming up. It's like, oh, what are we building? Well, we're building a, a hyper-customized, like opinionated thing for Shopify apps. It's really easy to get distracted by like the other choices that have been made in the Jamstack world for frameworks and more generic web apps like your Vercells and your Netlify's. Like they are building a very generic thing where they have to support all these different use cases, but we don't have the burden of all of that. We're able to be constrained in our purpose. And I think that allows us to really make decisions that fit that stack that you mentioned that make it just really easy to get started. This is really exciting. I'm really excited for this. Say you work with a custom company and they go, Shopify is great at everything, but not search. <laughs> I want to use Algolia. That's still all totally possible using Hydrogen and swapping out whatever you want with, say, a custom React library for different use cases. Yeah, that's what we found, especially with larger merchants needing to build custom storefronts is that they do want to use these third-party integrations, or maybe they've built their businesses around things like Algolia for search and again, Contentful Sanity for all their content management. A big part of the story of building Hydrogen has been finding ways to be compatible with that and building a story around third-party integrations that is not painful. I think one of the first plugins, we, we actually worked really closely with Sanity. Day one of Dev Preview, they already had a plugin ready to go. And they've done a cool thing where they wrap around one of our primary hooks in Hydrogen Hydrogen called use shop query where you pass a GraphQL query with some variables. But what they've done is they've kind of hooked into that and they grab data from developers or merchants sanity account and there maybe are essentially foreign IDs for Shopify products. And then they take that data and run a Shopify query to enrich that data set. And then they reshape the data to fit the needs of hydrogen components. And so if I'm using sanity and I'm using hydrogen, I can install this component. I have my data formatted a certain way, but then I can just augment all of my product data with the data that I've chosen to put into Sanity as well. So that's what we kind of see is the integration path. And it's definitely an area we're still exploring. It's super exciting. And I think it's actually really beneficial that, you know, as you spoke about there was you said the specific word of enrichment. The more I spend time on the internet, the more I realize not everything is cookie cut. You design something for a certain purpose and then someone's going to like want to use it in a completely different purpose that you've never thought of. So it's all about how can we give the best use cases and be open to connect with others when necessary. One of the big things that I also wonder, will there be a more customized checkout experience with hydrogen because this is actually something that i've noticed if you've used headless checkout why well, it's great it'll always fit you to the shopify default checkout that's not bad but sometimes you may want a fully custom checkout mm -hmm. that's a great question the focus of hydrogen has not yet been in the, the checkout area. It's more the first part, so the adding to cart area. I don't know. I think that's an interesting area to explore. I know that we are really leaning into using the same checkout everywhere because you've got 
a really, really good optimized experience that been battle tested at scale. But I'm, I'm sure there's areas that we're exploring for like customizations and stuff. I'm not a good person to answer what exactly we're doing there, but I totally hear you. If you're customizing a full storefront, you want to customize the experience. So that includes checkout. And the biggest thing is when you say headless, how headless is headless? Right. Yeah. Because that's another thing. That's something that at my own company that handles payments we're looking at is when we say we want to tackle uh, headless payments. It's like, well, how headless is headless? It's like, well, is that just the button that says click here to make a payment and then it spits you out to a defined checkout that's already defined? Or is that something completely custom where you say we'll just handle all the logic, you put all of our components in however you want it to look? These are really interesting questions that I have, but they're very specific questions. So like, I've been in this area, I've seen the problems that is facing and I'm really excited for hydrogen. Uh, so I'm sure Anthony's got some great questions lined up that are more generalized. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I was curious to get into the React server components. We have talked about this a little bit on the show and it's something that is kind of like a future facing thing for most people, but you've been building on it. And according to your docs, you have a built-in layer of abstraction that provides stability on top of it. So I'd be curious to get just a high level description of what React server components are and then how they're being used by Hydrogen, kind of how much of your own stuff you've built out versus how much you're using just at the base library. React server components, and I'm sure you've spoken about this before, but they were introduced in like December 2020 as this experimental thing that the React core team was was considering. And as we started building out Hydrogen, we found ourselves in the same position that every other meta framework has been in, where they're like, okay, we can server render a page, but now we need to like find a good way to load and fetch data. And then we need to hydrate that on the client for subsequent client single page navigation. And we were faced with the option of like, all right, we've got to invent our own get server props or you know remix has their loader functions and like it felt kind of weird to have to do that when we knew this thing like server components was just around the corner and what we ended up doing was building a version of that that worked for us that kind of unblocked us by taking the same patterns that server components lays out and integrating them into hydrogen. Specifically, what that means is that you have a clear boundary between server components, uh, components that render on the server, and then client components, components that render on the client and have associated JavaScript files in the browser. The way that we're using that in hydrogen specifically is that we are really trying to emphasize fetching data on the server. We think that's going to be the way forward in the future. We think it's kind of a, if you're fetching product data, but then also customer data and like potentially business sensitive data that you've stored in maybe meta fields, you don't really want to do that on the client. You probably want to do that on the server and you want to do that in a safe way. And so that's been our mission from day one is to do that in a server friendly way and server components really fit the bill for that. So we have each page in hydrogen as a server component, but then you can spin up additional server components. Those server components can render what React calls shared components, which are just component.js or other server components or client components, .client.js. This is definitely like an open area of exploration that we are looking into. But I think what we've talked about a lot internally and hopefully externally soon is that we see a huge change coming in the, in the way that React applications are built in the next several years with the combination of server components and with React 18 streaming SSR and suspense. The way that modern SSR frameworks have been built has been really highly tightly coupled with route-based data loading. 
And you see that in Next and in Remix where your routes have a loader function of some sort. You fetch data, you maybe fetch a few things after that, and you wait for all that data to load, and then you return the page or you statically generate it like Gatsby. And then it's really fast. But like if you're server rendering, you're kind of stuck on a waterfall of data requests to make all that stuff really render to the user. And, and what we see happening in the future is for data fetching to be more co-located on a component by component basis wrapped in React suspense boundaries. And so you start streaming the response immediately with some skeleton fallbacks. You have to be careful about how you design those so it's not a really terrible user experience with 80 million <laughs> spinny wheels loading in with your page. You have to do it in a smart way, but then you're getting response to the user really quickly and your data fetches are nested within the locations on the page where they're happening. I think that's kind of the biggest differentiator right now between Hydrogen and other frameworks is that we're really leaning into this thing that we see as the future. Server components is part of that. The biggest win with server components is the clear boundary between client and server. But I think the bigger delta, the bigger win is actually with React 18 streaming SSR with suspense. Was server-side components one of the things that when it came out, the team who was building Hydrogen, if it was even being built at this point, was like, this is just what we needed. <laughs> this is the golden piece that is missing. Uh, yeah, so we they came out in December. We started building Hydrogen in April, so not even a year ago. We did mention even in our company Slack, like, gosh, I just wish server components were ready. <laughs> and so since that point, and we kind of built a, a modified version that fit our needs, we have been working with the React team to find out like what's in store for this. Is this legit? Like, have you realized after a year of experimenting, this is not the way forward. And it sounds for the most part that like we, we still are confident that this is the way forward. And we're still trying to figure things out like that data fetching thing I just mentioned. Well, there are implications for serializing that to the client. Like, how do you do that properly? And I think it comes back to, again, Hydrogen being a specific framework for commerce we are able to solve a specific use case, whereas the React core team has to like pull this giant, massive ecosystem into this modern new era. Their jobs are much harder than ours because we can be super opinionated and we can provide things like uh, data fetching. I mentioned use shop query before. That's kind of our abstraction around data fetching. So you pass it a query. We run the query on the server. You don't really need to care about how it runs. <laughs> we just do it. And so that allows us to have it implemented one way. And then if the React team comes out with a new thing, they've discovered, yeah, this is actually a better way or a smarter way to do data fetching. We can swap that implementation out even under like a minor release of hydrogen developers and especially customers really won't know the difference. I guess the biggest question I have right now is, do you feel like you're living the future today every time you work on hydrogen? <laughs> <laughs> I do. And it is some days are painful, right? <laughs> it's like working on the bleeding edge, you're going to bleed a lot. <laughs> it's fun, but some days I'm like, gosh, I want to, I work on a really boring thing next. I'm going to work on like a really straightforward server rendered thing. PHP, I'm going to go back to WordPress, but it is really fun to be kind of on the edge of stuff and to see a peek into the future. Yeah, I think it's such an interesting area. When React came out, it was like, oh, create a React app's like the only thing and that's just how it works. But now the further we're going forward, it's like forts are being built but it's not about React. React's just the thing that everybody uses now. It's, uh, you know, I server-side render everything. Well, I statically, I do it in the middle. And it's like, none of these things are bad. But I think the most important thing about is the use cases because a full server-like generated React app would be really overkill for a blog. But something that could change ever so slightly for every single user and you need at speed, server-side rendering seems the not the only choice, but the most interesting choice going into the future. 
because it's that full circle of, well, we tried doing everything static and then we just rehydrated everything anyway. So what was the point of doing everything static? We'll all go back to the server and then we're at the same part where we'll be doing the same thing in 10 years, five years again. (laughs) I think my final question regarding this all is how open source is hydrogen and how are you looking to support the open source community with what hydrogen is building? I mean, it's open source and we try to do a lot of stuff in the open. Very few conversations actually happen in private as far as like framework direction sort of stuff. So we've had a lot of amazing third-party developers already contribute to Hydrogen and and very excited about contributing to it. One thing we just talked about on the Hydrogen team this week is that living on the leading edge of server components, we're going to have issues with very popular third-party libraries that people are going to come in and, and want to use. And so part of our team's job is then to collaborate with them. And that maybe literally means going into their repo and opening a PR saying, here's how you can support kind of this next generation of stuff, or even in a hydrogen context, there's a fair amount of third-party interaction that our team is going to have to do to make this really work well and make it a reality for people. But that's kind of exciting too, because we're not just sitting isolated and we get to see like what people are building and what they're using, you know? Yeah, I just can't wait for the day where somebody will say, well, I'm going to use hydrogen for not e-commerce and I'm going to host it myself because you know it's going to happen. Right, yeah. Yeah, one other thing that I was curious to get into is that it looks like you don't have a REST API for storefront. It says that it's GraphQL like by default. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Can you talk about why that is and what kind of the downstream effects of that are? So that decision certainly predates me uh, being at Shopify. I've been here a little over a year. But if I had to guess, I think that GraphQL lets us make really specific queries. I think the key of GraphQL is requesting exactly what you need instead of requesting the whole fire hose of data. And that's, it's sometimes easier said than done, right? We, we struggle with this within Hydrogen right now is like, we want to provide these components that work out of the box, like a product page where you can select variants and see the image of the product you selected. But that requires you to request a certain amount of data, right? And so all of a sudden we've gone from GraphQL being this really specific API to maybe potentially over fetching data for users who didn't necessarily need all the data that we've added as part of the component that they're using. So I think there are interesting challenges, but I think Shopify has really leaned into GraphQL. They've they've adopted it quite a while ago, and we have a really cool team working on our GraphQL APIs and improving them. So I don't know what the uh, specific implications of not having a REST API are, but I think GraphQL has, has worked pretty well for us. I would say when I've used Shopify every time, GraphQL has never actually been a problem. I've always enjoyed using it. I think the only things that sometimes are issues, you could say, is that As we know, Shopify is a 10-year-old product. There's things that get deprecated and the new version comes out. Then sometimes some of the wording for the new things are like, this is V2, you know what I mean? Price V2, my favorite. Awful. Compare, <laughs> compare at price V2. I'm sitting there going, is, which one's <laughs> going to tell me this is on offer? And then it's them other big questions is like, okay, so what's the discounted price? What's the RRP price? And what's the price is it right now? Can't you just put which one's the RRP? It's like, this is the RRP price. This is what we recommend. And it's all these things. It's not that Shopify doesn't want to do these things. Obviously, I'm speaking from the outside, but it's because it's multilingual. It's multi-country it's this giant behemoth that has so much work to it that these nuances are 
big changes, as you can say. I've enjoyed it every time that I've used uh, Shopify. But yeah, I'm really excited to see what comes. That's awesome. That's it's great to hear. And like, I, I totally feel you on the price V2 thing too. That's that, that's a, a paper cut. It's actually funny because our CEO, Toby, instigated a lot of this work when he sat down and took a week to build his original Snow Devil shop, which is the first, that's how he started Shopify. He wanted to build and sell snowbirds online and he rebuilt it in like modern tech. And he found all these pain points that you mentioned with the GraphQL versioning and stuff. And so our team has really spent a lot of time improving, not only building hydrogen, but then building and improving the storefront API. So those V2 things are going away. We've we've actually contributed some stuff upstream to like the Ruby GraphQL thing to be able to to properly like handle old versions of objects and we're improving and yeah, it's it's so fun like when you take a look at your own stuff from the outside and you have no opinions on how it should be done. Where can the users find you? Where can they find hydrogen? Are you looking for anything specific? Do you have jobs going? This is the the space to plug yourself and uh, Shopify as much as possible. Man, yeah, this is great. I was I'm totally unprepared here. Uh, I am on Twitter at JPL Homer H O M E R. And you can learn more about Shopify. Uh, well, let's start with Hydrogen. Hydrogen has a really neat landing page at hydrogen.shopify.dev. You can also just go to shopify.dev and click through to custom storefronts where there's all our documentation for Hydrogen. And of course, there's a GitHub repo, which is open source. Shopify is always hiring. We, we're building some really cool things, again, with oxygen and hydrogen and custom storefronts. And we can use help if this is something that interests you. So definitely come join the team and help us out. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here with us and telling us about hydrogen. Sounds like a really interesting framework that's doing a lot of cutting edge stuff. So I'll definitely be interested in poking around and building some stuff out with it myself. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. It was great chatting. okay that's great great i hope i wasn't like too like this is awful <laughs> it's that no <laughs> i'm very passionate about this area i really i i really enjoyed working on a storefront as a side project